Good morning and a very warm welcome to St Anne's online Sunday service. It's great to be together again. And if it's your first time with us this morning, a very, very special and warm welcome to you. If you found this channel, then why not go and find our website, www.stannesegworth.com. On there, you can find out just who we are as a church. You can find out all about us. You can listen to some of the sermons over the last few years, and you can see some of the things that we've got going on as a church during normal times when we're not in lockdown. Obviously, at the moment, things are not normal, and that's why we're doing a service to you online like this. And it's been great over these last few weeks to see the different things that we've been able to put together during these online services, and also to get the different people, different members of our church family involved in our service. And that's the same for today. We've got various people uh, taking part and helping us to put this service together. And I do hope that you'll play your part in joining in in the various parts of the service. Later on, Tim and Liz will be leading us in some sung worship. And as I've said for the last couple of weeks, do turn the volume up and join in, sing along. It's important that we worship the Lord. And when we come to that point later on, I'm going to lead us in a psalm that will just help us to move into that place of worship. Later on in the service again, Jan will be leading us in our prayers. And again, she's got some responses for us to say. So do join in with those. And as we say the Lord's Prayer together, remember that we're doing that as part of a wider church family with countless thousands of Christians around the world who are saying our Lord's Prayer together this day. So welcome. It's great to be together. For those who don't know me, my name is Ian Greenwood. I'm the vicar here at St. Anne's. It's my privilege to lead this brilliant church. And, uh, and if you've also, if you're watching this on Facebook, that's wonderful. Uh, but we also put the same video out on YouTube and we are asking people if they're able to, to sign into our YouTube channel to subscribe to that, uh, click that little bell so that you'll get notified when we upload a new video. It's our intention to upload two videos a week this one on a Sunday and also a shorter reflection on a Wednesday, which Matt and I will share together. But for now, let me just lead us in a short prayer before we move into the next part of our service. So let's just focus our minds on God this morning. That's why we're here. We're here to worship God. We're here to, to come before him. And for many of us, it's been another difficult week in lockdown. Maybe we're getting frustrated. Maybe we're getting bored. Maybe we've, uh, we've cleaned the cupboards a million times and we're now getting to the point where we don't know what to do. So as we come to that place today, let's just come before the Lord with all those things that are going on in our hearts, in our minds. And in this moment, let's just be still and let's just focus on him. So let's just pray together. Lord, at the beginning of this service, help us to be still, to focus our minds on you, to bring to you all those things that are going on in our hearts, in our minds, in our worlds, to bring to you the people that we are concerned about, our family, our friends, our loved ones who we might not have seen in recent weeks. And help us, Lord, to bring those things to the foot of the cross. And in this moment, to leave them with you. 
Father, that, that we might focus our eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith. That we might lift our eyes to you. And Father, help us to worship you in spirit and in truth, to be drawn closer to you this day. And Lord, open our ears to hear what you might want to say to us through this service. That when we've finished watching this service, Lord, we might not leave without being touched by you and having encountered you in a real way. And these things we ask in your name. Amen. I don't know about you, but I, um, I love being outside, which is one of the reasons why I'm here this morning, uh, leading the start of this service from, uh, from my garden. And I love being in the garden. I love being outside. There's something about being in nature for me that brings me closer to God. And I remember when I was, uh, when I was, when I was a child at primary school, I used to love the summer term. And I think I look back to, to times, I don't remember being in classes, learning about English and maths, but I do remember being outside, playing games on the field. And I remember when the teacher used to take us out and used to sit under the big tree on the field and she'd read us our story, class story, and we'd sit on the grass and we'd uh, perhaps make daisy chains as we were listening to the story. And I think there's something about just being still, being surrounded by God's presence, by God's amazing creation that just brings us closer to him. So as we reflect on that, I'm going to lead us in a short psalm. And again, the words of the psalms are poems and they speak to us. And this poem, Psalm 95, uh, just leads us into that heart of worship, that place of worship. And so the, it says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. And I love those words. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. And so we're gonna do that now. We're gonna come before the Lord and we're gonna give thanks and praise to him through music, through song. So let's worship together as Tim and Liz lead us in our morning worship.
A reading from Colossians chapter 2, beginning at verse 16. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. Such a person goes into great detail about what he has seen and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. He has lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Since you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world, why, as though you still belong to it, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These are all destined to perish with use because they are based on human commands and teachings. Such regula regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom and their self-imposed worship, their false humility and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning everyone. Now I want to begin today by doing a quiz and it's a quiz that I think is suitable for the whole family. Now for this quiz to work I need to set up a screen behind me and I need it to get a little bit darker. You ready? Okay, so as you can see, I've turned out the lights. I've got a big piece of paper here in the screen that's on top of an easel. And what I'm gonna do is I've got five items. and I'm going to show you the shadow that each object makes. And you've got to try and work out what the object is. Now, if you're watching with other people, you can either play against each other or in teams. And if you're on your own, well, I guess then you've got a better chance of getting five out of five. And if you're listening on the phone line, apologies to you. I'll try and describe what everyone can see so you can have a go first. Okay, so here is object number one. Okay, so object number one looks like a great big square. That's my hand, of course, there at the side on the right. Now, if I turn it slightly this way, you can see that this square has some nobbles on the top. Now, if I say that it's related to something that I showed you a few weeks ago, does that help? Okay, it is in fact a very large Lego brick. It is a Lego box that you can keep um, small bits of Lego in. Right, so that's number one. Number two. Okay, so there is a big bit that I'm holding on to. So it's kind of squarish, rectangular-ish. Then there is a little thin bit, and then there's some bits sticking out at the top. 
And if I give it a little wiggle side to side, you can see it kind of bounces around. Can you guess what it is? You can probably guess what it is, but can you guess what type it is? Okay, if I bring it into view, it is a sunflower, a little baby sunflower there growing. It's only a few days old and it's going to get really big over the next few weeks. Right, that's number two. Number three, I'm going to hold this at the bottom. What does this look like? So this is kind of rectangular. Um, it's taller than it is wide, so it's quite thin. It's a bit see-through and there's something inside that if I shake it side to side, it seems to kind of swirl around a little bit. Can you guess what it is? Okay, it is in fact a glass of water. Right, so now number four. This one looks quite thin. Very thin. But if I turn it on its side, it looks like this. And if I turn it around, in fact, it looks a bit like it's had a bite taken out of it, doesn't it, actually? There is a really big bite taken out of it. Can you guess what it is? Okay, it is a slice of toast. Okay, and the final one, which I think actually looks quite beautiful when you first see it. So it looks like this. You can see all these little swirls, which are actually projections of the filament from the bulb. And as I slowly bring it into focus, you can see that there's groups of swirls. There's maybe about six or seven groups of swirls and it's circular. Okay, now if I turn it on its side, you can see that it's swirls have disappeared. It's semicircular. It's got this little base on the bottom. Any adults able to tell what it is? Okay, it is in fact a colander. Great, my son loves putting this on his head um, as a little helmet. Great stuff. Okay, so how did you do? If you got five out of five, give yourself a very big round of applause. And if you got more than anyone else in the house, ask them to give you a round of applause. And while they do that, I will turn on the lights again. Shadows. They look like the thing they're made by, don't they? You could tell the object what it was from its shadow, especially if I moved it around and turned it around. Even if you didn't guess sunflower, you could still tell that the shadow was made by a plant, couldn't you? See, shadows look like the thing they're made by, but here's the but. Shadows aren't the same as the thing they're made by, are they? What would you rather play with, Lego or the shadow of a Lego brick. What would you rather drain food with? A colander or just its shadow? Could get a bit messy, couldn't it? Sunflowers, they look far more amazing than their shadows, especially when they're fully grown. But most importantly, if you're thirsty, you don't care about the shadow, you want the glass of water, don't you? And if you're hungry, you don't care about the shadow, you want the slice of toast. You see, shadows are interesting, even beautiful and fun, but they're not the same. And they're certainly not as good as the real thing. In fact, when it comes to a need like hunger or thirst, the shadow is pretty much useless. Now, if you were listening carefully to Rosa as she read our passage earlier, you might have noticed it mentioned shadows. Did you spot it? Why would a Bible passage be talking about shadows? Well, before we think in detail about that, let's just remind ourselves where we're up to. You see, we've been reading through the letter to the Colossians in the Bible. 
And the Apostle Paul has been encouraging and warning the young Christian church there that he was writing to. And last week, Ian helped us to think about a verse near the start of chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 6 says this, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. So what do we need to do? The same thing as when we became Christians. We need to continue to live in Jesus. Why Jesus? Well, Colossians has told us because he is the image of God. He is God. And in Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. There's no better place to be. So why is this important? Well, today's passage gets to the heart of it. You see, the issue is that we're all tempted to drift. We're all tempted to drift away from Jesus. And we're especially tempted to drift when people tell us to do other things. They might say, do you want to be a proper Christian? A spiritual Christian? Do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you want to even be sinless? Well, follow this list of rules. Make sure you cut these things out of your life and then you'll be a proper Christian. You see, for the Colossians, in verse 16 of chapter 2, it says that it was things about food or drink, maybe foods that they had to stop eating. Or maybe it was things about special days or festivals that they had to observe. For us, of course, it's going to be different. Maybe it'd be something like, don't shop in these shops. Or make sure you buy these kinds of foods and not those ones. Don't hang out with those strange people. And while you're at it, make sure you add these things into your life. You need more spiritual meditation. You should be coming to all these weekly meetings. Start following this preacher on YouTube and only read these approved books. Now, some of these things aren't bad in and of themselves, but verse 22 describes them as things that are based on merely human commands and teachings. And verse 17 tells us we miss the point if we focus on them. It says these are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. See, if the Colossians had focused on food and festivals, they would have drifted from Jesus. Their focus would have been on those things rather than Jesus. And similarly, if we focus on other things, well, we'll drift from Jesus. Do you remember the shadows from earlier? You see, a shadow, it might be nice to look at, but we can't rely on it to feed us. We'll die. The shadow of water looks cool, especially when you shake the glass. But only Jesus gives the water of life. The shadow of bread might look interesting, but only Jesus is the bread of life. You see, if we end up in the shadow land, we'll forget about Jesus. We need to come back to reality. We need to focus on Jesus. We need to fill our minds with thoughts of him, what he has done, what he has said. Now, you might know that I do a bit of running. In fact, this time last year, Ian and I, along with a few others from St Anne's, completed the half marathon. We got this rather strange looking medal as a result when we crossed the finish line. I think it's supposed to be a candy cane um, lolly thing. Well, my eldest son, when he heard that I was running the race, he asked me the day before if I was going to win the race. I had to explain to him that it wasn't that kind of race, at least not for me. I was running against myself. The aim was to finish the race. You see, when it comes to long distances, it's the taking part that counts. 
Now imagine that after finishing, after passing, sorry, the start line, imagine I ran a few miles through the centre of town, saw the sights, but then instead of heading up Upper Parliament Street, along Princess Avenue and on to Sefton Park, well, instead of going up the hill, I turned around and walked slowly down to the docks, waited in the sun for a bit, and then once a few half-marathon runners went past, I then ran to the end of the race. Imagine if I'd tried to take a shortcut. What would happen? Well, I'd be disqualified, wouldn't I? I'd have to take off this medal. I wouldn't be allowed to keep it. And why? Because I'd not run the race. In fact, there's little microchips on each of the numbers to check runners run past all the main checkpoints. They would have caught up with me. If I didn't do what I was supposed to do, I'd be disqualified. Disqualified for not doing what you're supposed to do. See, this is the other temptation Colossians speaks of, being disqualified. Have you ever heard someone who spends a lot of time talking about all the amazing spiritual experiences they've had? All the amazing things they've done for God? How God has shown them things no one else has ever grasped? Now, you might see people like this on YouTube, but we also get it in normal life too, though maybe in a bit of a smaller way. See, people who talk about how much, how much more they're mature than they used to be. Maybe how they've moved on from the Bible. Maybe they've moved on from church and from other lesser Christians. How they're into the latest spiritual techniques. And as you listen to them, you start to doubt yourself. See, it's a temptation, isn't it? You want to have what they have. The satisfaction they seem to talk about. The certainty they seem to talk about. It's a temptation to follow them, to seek after the same things. But what's the problem? Well, verse 19 says this. They've lost connection with the head. They've lost connection with Jesus. They're false, they're puffed up and they're unspiritual. They've actually disqualified themselves and they're encouraging you to do the same. That's not Christianity. See, because of Jesus, we don't need special visions of heaven. We have all we need in God's word. God has given us everything we need for life and godliness in it. And because of Jesus, we don't need special worship techniques. Instead, Jesus tells us to become like little children. True humility, not false humility. Can we sing with the youngest child, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's all we need. Now, of course, we can grow in our knowledge of Jesus and in our depth of understanding. But if we move on from Jesus, away from Jesus, well, verse 19 warns us, we'll have lost connection with the head from whom the whole body grows. So let's not be disqualified from running the Christian race because we're obsessed with the shadows. Let's look to Jesus, the reality. Let's focus on him. Let's build our relationship with him and get to know him better. And if all this sounds too simple, too humble, too basic, too much like a Sunday school child could understand it, well, don't move on from it. I think you've discovered all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you know all of the temptations that we face temptations to go back to the shadows, to ignore the reality of Jesus, to even think that maybe if we just add in a little bit of this, we'll be all the more spiritual for it. 
But Lord, your word tells us that actually we'll be less as a result because we'll take our focus away from Jesus. And worse than that, Lord, we could end up being disqualified. So Father, we pray, I pray that all of us would focus our hearts and minds more and more on Jesus, that we would continue in him, that we would learn more about him, that we would desire to learn more about him, to grow in our relationship with him. Lord Jesus, please would you make yourself more real to us, especially at this time. Would you encourage us with that? Would you help us not to move away from you, but to stick to the basics, to have that childlike faith? And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Great. Well, I'll see you soon. Bye. Good morning. Let us pray. When we pray, God hears more than we say, answers more than we ask gives more than we imagine, in his own time and in his own way. Today as we pray, please join in with the response of hear our prayer after the words, Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we pray for you to intervene to stop the spread of coronavirus. We pray in Jesus' name that the virus would recede and diminish from this day forward and that the numbers of those infected would decline rapidly. We trust you, Lord, to intervene today with your loving care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for healthcare workers who are caring for those with COVID-19 and all frontline workers here and across the world who are risking their lives to help us. We pray for their protection from the virus, for stamina during long or intense work hours, and for safe protocols to be observed in healthcare institutions in order to keep them protected. We pray for all health workers to seek you during this crisis. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our government and ministers and ask for wisdom for those who bear the load of making decisions with widespread consequences. May their integrity guide them and keep them on track. May they be spirit-filled and follow your principles, directing their steps according to your word, for their decisions have a great impact on our lives. Help them to have courage and faith in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all those who are sick, that they will have access to care and treatment they need, we pray peace and perseverance for them amidst suffering. We pray for those in isolation who are cut off from their normal routines and support systems, that they would seek their strength from you, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for all grieving families who have lost loved ones 
especially the family and friends of Bill Greenhall, Margaret Hughes, George Weston, Bill Pyle and John Rawlinson. Even as their hearts are breaking, we pray they would know your nearness and comfort and feel your compassion. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks, Lord, for our online services, for the opportunity to meet virtually for coffee and quizzes. We are truly blessed to have church members who can and do work hard to help St Anne's worship continue in this uncertain time. Watch over them, Lord, and keep them safe and well. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Please join me in saying the words that our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you to Jan for leading us in our prayers this morning. I also want to thank Matt for bringing us God's word and, uh, and for leading us through the next part of our series on the letter to the Colossians, which we'll continue next week as Gary brings us God's word. I do also want to thank Rosa for reading the Bible to us this morning and Tim and Liz for leading us in our morning worship. I look forward to seeing you hopefully on Wednesday as our leaders in the next of our midweek reflections and then continuing to do so uh, hopefully on the Saturday pub quiz that we have via Zoom. And if you want to find out more, do message me or Matt and we'll give you the details as to how you can join in our online pub quiz that we run through Zoom. It's brilliant, it's great fun. And, uh, and speaking of Zoom, we've also got uh, a coffee morning immediately following this service. Again, if you want to know how you can access that, then just give messages uh, and we'll let you know how you can get onto that coffee morning that follows immediately now. And, uh, and it's great to see your faces there. It's great to chat and to catch up. So uh, I do encourage you to, uh, to join us as we, as we get together. And, um, and hopefully it won't be too long now before we're able to actually meet together physically in our church building. Encouraging news about the redevelopments. The church is continuing uh, to move forward. And again, we're not too far away from the phase one being completed. And hopefully we can all be, uh, be in our new building very soon and uh, be enjoying those facilities. <clears throat> so, and uh, as we go, let me just uh, say a final prayer before we move into whatever the week holds for us. Lord, we give thanks for this time that we've been able to share together. We give thanks for all that you are doing in our lives. We give thanks that, Lord, you are supreme, that you are Lord of all, that you have us in the palm of your hands. Help us to remember as we go into this week that there's nowhere we can go that you haven't already been, that you are the beginning and the end, that you are the creator 
of all things. Help us to put our trust and our faith in you. Help us to look for signs of you and to be led by you this week. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you this week and those who you love and remain with you always. Amen. So until we see you again, God bless. Lovely sound